home for thousands, if not millions, of civilians, which included homeless, schizophrenics, homosexuals, mentally disabled, diseased, drug addicts, alcoholics, and other poor, defenseless souls suckered into a thriving madhouse that is the insane asylum. Ever since its commencement in the U.S. in the late 1700s, the insane asylum, or mental institution, has been home to the inhumane medical practices and outright torture. This was the birthplace, the most famous and treacherous medical practice, the lobotomy. Join us as we take you through four of the most famous mental institutions across the U.S. as we walk you through these hellish corridors. Should it be? It's five mental institutions. Well, three technically. One, two, three. <laughs> Redo, cut. <laughs> Scene two. He's talking, and I'm not, and I'm just. <laughs> and then I'm talking. <laughs> no, but wait, wait! I have something for him. Boom! You get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The weird history and eerie tales podcast. Concentrate on the news. Wow! <laughs> FY does nothing wrong. Welcome everybody to the show. We are the Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. As always, I am your host Moses Soria, and sitting in front of me is uh, Achi, and to the right of me, it's me, Josh. And again, today, who's missing is uh, Renee, and we have the same message we had last time. So on the count of three, one, two, three. He couldn't make it today because he had a sounding accident. He's a uh, sexually adventurous. For you guys don't know, for any for anybody who doesn't know what sounding is, is when a guy sticks a metal rod into his penis, and then with another rod, he hits he hits that rod so it, so it vib- so it vibrates and it makes him ejaculate. He had a sounding accident, so that's why he's not able to join us today. But he did forward over his uh his 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 share of the episode, so. Oh, dear so speedy recovery and hopefully next episode he's gonna join us. But like Achi just mentioned a little while, uh-huh. well, like he just mentioned today's episode is gonna be about insane asylums. I mean, he said four, but we're te- we're gonna be talking about three. One of them is close is 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 close to 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 all of us. Uh-huh. It's the Downey Asylum, which uh-huh. is the one my brother's gonna be talking about. But throughout the episode, we're gonna be talking about uh, certain procedures, like you just mentioned, and you know, in the beginning of the episode, like lobotomies mm-hmm. and um. Uh, Renee's half, Renee's share of the episode was, uh, he gave us a list of, uh, some of the worst early mental health procedures that they used throughout that we're going to be talking about that we're going to be mentioning. So for those of you that, that do not know what a lobotomy is or what a chemical, you know, like, uh, hydrotherapies are, that's what I'm going to talk about. That's what Renee had originally listed. So the first one I want to talk about is, uh, the trepanation. A trepanation is basically when someone just bores a hole into your skull. It's just a hole in the skull. The practice of trepanation has been used to cure mental illnesses. Thousands of years ago, having no knowledge of things like brain chemistry, ancient doctors believed that the mentally ill were possessed by demons hanging around in our heads. And what better to rid of us of these demons than by giving them a way out? And so holes were drilled into the skulls of the patients so that the spirits could escape. This is how fucked up some of these procedures are. And the list kind of gets a... I mean, it varies. This is only the beginning, by the way. This, we're just starting <laughs> off. The second one is hydrotherapy. This one is kind of fucked up, too. In the early 20th century, psychiatrists used a variety of water treatments to treat patients with mental disorders. Some were harmless enough, some were harmless enough to, like, 
warm baths or an invigorating shower, while some were the hellish cushion to basically waterboarding. One treatment had patients wrapped around like mummies in towels soaked in ice water. Another cure took the relaxing bath to scary extremes, strapping and restraining patients in the tub for sometimes days at a time, allowing escape only for bathroom breaks. High-pressure water jets were also used, and at least in one instance, a patient was bound in a crucifix position, and a fire hose was turned on him. God damn. As we're going to learn later on, and after this, I'm going to talk about some of the reasons people were admitted to, which mm. my brother, I, I, I kind of <laughs> explained to him. God, those are the ridiculous reasons. Uh-huh. But a lot, a lot, like one of the biggest reasons was faith. So if you didn't believe in God or if you didn't believe in a certain God, well, you were crazy. And, you know, and if you're crazy, we don't want you walking around, so we're going to take you to the madhouse. One of the third medical procedures is uh, there were chemically induced seizures. And here's one of the ones that actually worked out of all of these. Mm. Sort of. <laughs> a, a, patholo- a, a pathologist named Ladislas von Meduna observed that following seizures, epi- epileptics appeared calm, e- even happy. From this, he deduced that by inducing seizures and schizophrenics, he could calm their system, their symptoms, and even perhaps cure them. After experimenting with drugs like strychnine and absinthe, he settled on a drug called metrazole, which stimulated circulatory and respiratory systems and caused seizures. The majority of Medunas patients seemed to improve, at least according to him. It is possible that the seizures released chemicals that were absent from the schizophrenic brain, triggering improvements. Then again, the side effects like memory loss and fractured bones were not exactly minor. So the, the treatment was eventually, you know, abandoned, mm-hmm. but he would just basically put people in comas and have them wake them up and are right, you good? And it's just like, another one was his hysteria therapy. The ancient Greeks, you know, they may have established Western culture, but they had an odd way of treating mental illness. Hippocrates, Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, popularized the term hysteria to describe any sort of mental illness suffered by women hysteria was diagnosed for anything from nervousness to fainting to simply not talking enough so if you did if you if you fainted if you were just being weird or if you didn't talk enough you were hysteric according you know back to the greeks and the cause according to hippocrates was a wandering womb the philosopher Plato claimed that when the uterus remains unfruitful long beyond its proper time, it gets discontented and angry and wanders in every direction through the body, closes up passages of the breath, and by obstructing respiration, it drives women crazy. So and, they didn't know what a period was. Oh, hold on. And in, <laughs> and in order to calm and in order to calm down the wayward uterus, patients were required to inhale foul-smelling substances substances that will drive away the uterus from wherever it was kicking up a storm in the body. Number five is mesmerism. Franz Mesmer was an, Aust- was an Austrian physician back in the 18th and early 19th century, perhaps best known as the father of hypnotism. Mesmer had also an interesting theory about mental illness. Just blame it on the moon. That was his thing. You're crazy? Blame it on the moon. You're depressed? It's not your fault. The moon's fault. You're good. Mesmer was convinced that the moon's gravitational pull, much as it affected the Earth's tides, also affected the body's fluids. Intermittent episodes of depression and schizophrenia rose and fell like the ocean's tides as the bodily fluids were being acted on by the moon's gravity. 
The solution was to counteract gravity with another force, magnets. So, by placing magnets on various parts of the body, Mesmer felt the bodily fluids were redistributed and mental equilibrium was restored. Although many of Mesmer's patients claimed the therapy cured them, medical authorities dismissed mesmerism as ineffective and positive outcomes were just chalked up to the placebo effect. So basically, he was just like, you were acting weird. He was just, oh, it's not your fault. It's the moon. Come on over. Charge you a few bucks. Let me tape some magnets to you. You sit down. You're thinking you're feeling better. You get up. It worked. You're cured. Of course it did. It's the moon's fault. It's not your fault. And he charged you. Damn. But low-key, if I was around back then, I would have fallen for it. <laughs> that seemed right. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. One one of the other ones, one of the other treatments was one we we kind of talked about before this before last episodes is rotational therapy. Erasmus Darwin, if you guys if you guys if that name if that last name kind of rings a bell, that's because this guy was Charles Darwin's grandfather, was a physician, a scientist, and a philosopher. But by many accounts, he was bad at all of them. <laughs> His claim to fame was rotational therapy. He believed that disease could be cured by sleep, and he believed that spinning the patient around very fast induced sleep. Needless to say, Erasmus therapy was dismissed, but not before a Dr. Benjamin Rush, one of America's founding fathers and signatory to the Declaration of Independence, adopted his rotational therapy for the purposes of curing mental illness. Rush believed that mental, illness, that mental illnesses were caused by brain congestion and that spinning will reduce the congestion and cure the mental disorder. So they would literally just put you in a chair. More often than not, that chair was tied to the, it was tied to a string, to a roof. They tie your arms and legs to said chair and just spin you. <laughs> and just spin you. <laughs> the last one I wanted to talk about was the one we're going to be mentioning a lot, which are lobotomies. The, the lobotomy that was developed by a Portuguese neurosurgeon named Igis Moniz. He had heard that when the frontal lobe of a violent feces throwing monkey was cut away, the monkey became docile and quit slinging shit. So from this, he theorized that the frontal lobe was the hotbed of mental illness. And by cutting it, he could cure mental illness. And so he tried it on his human patients. And by his own standards, the surgeries were a success and lobotomies cut on. And in 1949, he even received the Nobel Prize for his efforts. What? This was yeah. a legit thing. Uh-huh. Doctors were like, no, yeah, yeah, it worked. But then it backfired. In America, one Dr. Walter Freeman took to the road in his lobotomobile, right? He took it on the go, and he actually provided on-site lobotomies to anyone who seemed willing, from schizophrenics to just bored housewives. His technique was to insert an ice pick into the ice socket and swirl it around a bit to disable the frontal lobe. Unsterile equipment and unprecise surgical technique aside, there was a problem that soon became apparent as the number of lobotomies multiplied. Quite a number of the patients weren't cured. They were just virtual zombies, unresponsive and brain damaged for life. This making for for fairly bad testimonial, the lobotomy finally faded into medical obscurity so this dude was just literally driving around in a fucking ford brown volkswagen just going from town to town with a sign he'll just post up outside your kmart put up a sign up lobotomies he'll charge you 25 whatever he was charging and people would just line up because at the time that's you know 
People were like, yeah, 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 it fucking works. This dude want a Nobel Prize. He does it on the go. So he'll just literally sit you down, get an ice pick, put it in your eye, and just hit it a few times till it gets deep enough. He'll just swirl it around. Mix a suit. Yeah. Wait, so that's why he got banned? Because of that guy? Or No, I mean, eventually they found out that it was shitty, but that was okay. the beginning of the end okay. for the whole like lobotomy thing. Because this is the one that popularized it in the U.S., yeah, after, after saying the other person. But how fucked? How fucked up was that? That he was just going around, just driving around, just giving lobotomies. Yeah, and like entrepreneur man. <laughs> I mean, he was ahead of his time, <laughs> right? I mean, that was before medicine. Medicine for mentally ill was a thing. That was before all that was manufactured. You know what he was? He was he was the equivalent of of um. Of uh, what's that one website where people where you go on Google and you type in your symptoms, WebMD. Uh, yep. <laughs> he 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 was that guy. You sh- hey, my, my arm my arm hurts and oh, you need a lobotomy. You need it, bro. Shoot through, and I'm gonna give you a lobotomy. You know, so those are some of the procedures that were most common in in a lot of these insane asylums. Mm. Most commonly was the lobotomy, the lobotomy, the hydrotherapy, and the fucking chair spinning one. That one's nuts. So now we're getting, so now, oh, but before that, so you guys heard about all the, uh, procedures, right? So you'd think like, all right, you'd, you'd kind of have to be kind of fucked up in the head or to be kind of be considered really crazy for people to want to drill a hole in your head, to want to stick an ice pick or to spin you around in a chair. Well, I found a legit from a medical journal, a list of reasons for admission. This list was, was like legit. It was like the list. It was like a legit list, and it ran from 1864 and from 1889. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna just read down the list, all right? And you guys, and you guys just 1864 to 18. 1889. This is this is that list from that year, right? Obviously, it was updated. Yeah, but for fucking what, 25 years? This is the reason why a lot of people went to the same asylum. Oh, hit me. Here we go. All right. Business trouble, getting kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> that makes sense. Hereditary predisposition, ill treatment by husband. So if you're a lady and your husband treated you like shit, it's because you're crazy. You're going to the madhouse. So it's it's the woman's <laughs> fault. Oh, dude, this this list has a theme. All right. <laughs> Another one was imaginary female trouble. I don't know what that was. Hysteria, which we found out okay. what what that was. An immoral life. If you were living in a moral life, you get sent to the loony bin. Or whatever the fuck that was. Here's one that was, here's one that was like, what? Imprisonment. So if you were locked up, <laughs> you go, you go into the madhouse. Jealousy was another one. If you were jealous of someone, it's because you're crazy. Religion. Laziness. I would have been fucked, son. Oh, shit. All of us. Masturbation. Double fucked. <laughs> Medicine to present, to prevent conception so basically birth control have you used it have you used birth control no it's because you're fucking not you want to be safe it's because you're fucking crazy <laughs> and you deserve to go to the fucking loony bin mental excitement novel reading if you're reading a fucking novel you get sent to the loony bin were they american yeah overaction of the mind overstudy of religion overtaxing if your parents were cousins you're going to the loony bin because obviously tobacco Masturbation again, political excitement, 
politics, fever, asthma. If you had asthma, <laughs> if you had asthma, imagine if you have asthma, they take you to the loony bin and they give you hydrotherapy where they throw you in that ice cold bucket. <laughs> you're done. If you were in bad company, you had shitty friends. You're in bad company? If you had bad whiskey, you go into the loony bin. Oh, Because fuck all that. <laughs> if you had a brain fever, which is basically... I don't know that I don't know what that was. <laughs> you went to a little bit already. If you had business nerves, if you were gonna make a deal and you were nervous about it, well, you're fucking crazy, Looney Bin. Death. If you if your if your son died in war, you're obviously gonna go crazy. So we're gonna fix that right up. Let's go to the Looney Bin. If you were decoyed into the army, if your husband left you, it's because <laughs> you were crazy. Nothing wrong with him. So you gotta go to the Looney Bin. Domestic abuse, domestic trouble, egotism. Epileptic fits. If you were epileptic, you're going to the fucking loony bin. If you were a victim of sexual abuse, loony bin. Uh, exposure to hereditary quackery. If you had the fever, jealous. If you were fighting fire, okay, that one I agree. Uh, suppressed <laughs> masturbation. So if you were sad while you're masturbating, you're going to the loony so bin. And if you did it while you're sad, I'm assuming. And then one just says war. Whatever the fuck that means. If you <laughs> if you had something to do with the war, you're going. Uh, venereal diseases, uh, women trouble. So if, I guess if you had your period and you were bleeding on the street, you're fucking you're going. If you were superstitious, if you had smallpox, if you had spinal irritation, if you were if you were greedy, if you were going through a grief. If you had a gunshot wound, you're going to the loony bin. Uh, if there was a rumor that you killed your husband, you're going to the loony bin. If you had smallpox, loony bin. If you killed your daughter, loony bin. Right, that makes sense. If you were in the Salvation Army, loony bin. If you were in the Salvation Army, stupid. If you were, if you, if you were, uh, it says seduction and. Disappointment? Oh, that would have oh, triple fuck for me right there. Yep. Sexual derangement? Renee would have been. <laughs> False confinement? So if you were, I guess if you were locked up for something you didn't do. Dude, how long is that list? I, I'm like Holy a quarter. <laughs> Female disease? I'm, I'm going to stop and fell from a horse in war. Those were some of the things that you needed to do. So basically, up. so if I fell off a horse in my own ranch, I'm good? It's only in war, right? Technically. <laughs> but then, why would you need to fall off a horse in the war if you just needed to be in the war? Because the war is just there. It's just the war that's on Basically. the list. Now, fighting fire? It just says, like, like it's, someone tried to put out fire? He's like, oh, she's trying to fight fire. I don't know. It just says fighting fire. So I'm assuming not firefighters. So you, if you're a... <laughs> so I'm assuming not firefighters. Or you're a pyrotechnic at the time. Dude, so, so if you masturbated... Or if you were a lady, you're fucked. You were more than likely going to go to the loony bin. I was going to say, it's like everyone in that time period. That would have been all of us. Who? Which one of us would not have been? I I, I had the laziness. I had the, the sad masturbation one. <laughs> the laziness again. I don't know about sad, dude. Well, masturbation was on there. So we're Regardless. all fucked. Regardless. All right. So you found out the treatments you were going to get. And you found out. What you needed to do or be for you to get treated. And now we're going to start talking about after you hit both of these, after you hit both of these criteria, 
to a place you might get sent. So you guys heard me enough. Right now, we're going to jump to Achi, and Achi's going to start us off with his first insane asylum. So the first one that I found out, I wanted to find one that was still open at this time. Oh, so yours is still currently still currently running. Going all right, and well, it's I'll, I'll talk about it more as I go along, but it's not as big as as um like the procedures that they did. They obviously don't do them anymore, so it's more like a rage's regular rehabilitation site, but it's still in the same site. And then one of the things, I mean, well, we all talked about it when we started when we decided to do this topic, the insane asylums. We assumed there was going to be a a fucking grip load. Of suicidal serial killers running around. And that wasn't the case. A lot of the times, a lot of these insane asylums went to shit. Mm-hmm. Or because underfunding, or they were just overcrowded, mm-hmm. or they were just understaffed. So, what, I mean, what I try to do, what Achi and my brother, my brother not so much, because he decided to do one that's close to home, which is one that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But we... Those was a lot of lame ones, right? Yeah. Those were a lot of lame ones. So we got some of the most exciting ones. There was one that we decided not to do because we stuck to insane asylums in the in the USA. Yeah. There was the there was the mother of all insane asylums, which is called Bedlam, which is in Europe. That one we're gonna that one have to dedicate a whole entire episode. And that one just recently someone bought the property and they're unearthing it. And they found a fucking gravesite of twenty thousand corpses. So that was going to have its own episode. But for now, we're just focusing on the insane asylums here in the United States. Because, yeah, I mean, that that is the epitome of insane asylum. All these are, they're, I mean, they, they call them that only because, you know, it's Hollywood. People want to hype up everything. Yeah, that's true. To be honest. But the one that I, that I chose is uh, the Pilgrim Psychiatric Center. And so this place is located in Brentwood, New York, and it operated from October 1931. Till now, basically. Thanks. So it's almost a hundred years. What eighty something? Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. But um. So let's talk about some of the common practices, and we kind of talked about them at, uh, in the beginning from uh, from Moses here. But some of the, the treatments that that these guys actually undergone was pretty much money on like what what Moses was talking about. So th- it wasn't just one type of shock therapy, but three type of shock therapies that they that the that the patient's undergone here. So if you, so if you were, uh, so if you were a female in the 1860s and you caught masturbating, this is something that might have happened to you. So like one of them was insulin shock therapy. So the patient was injected with large doses of insulin, which caused uh, convulsion and coma introduced, at, and it was introduced at Pilgrim at 1936. The second one was metrazole shock therapy, where uh, injections of metrazole are now commercially known as Cardizole quickly induces powerful seizures. And lastly, electric shock therapy, where currents of electricity pass through the brain to induce grand mal seizures. And this particular practice was used as a way to treat schizophrenic patients as well as those with mood disorders. Right. Yeah. So basically, if I mean, like I talked about in the beginning of the episode, you would get these procedures because you would wake up from these comas feeling a little better. Oops. And I, and I was trying to look into it. I wasn't see if it's like, if it was like a legit thing, or if it was one of those placebo effects. And I got mixed like answers. Some you know, there was articles saying, "No, oh, yeah, it did work," and some of them are like, "How the fuck are you gonna? Like, if someone's depressed, how are you gonna put them in a coma and then ex- get them better? And then they wake up and they're better." Like so, this is how 
the quackery that was running amok throughout all these fas- government-ran facilities. Basically, I mean, and, and these three type of therapies were just literally used just to make sure that these guys go into like coma and have a seizure, and that that was a process basically. Fuck. And then, last but not least, but what they're most famous from from 1946 to 1959, prefrontal lobotomy. <clears throat> so Moses talked about the the ice pick lobotomy, and this one's a little similar to that, except instead these guys drilled a hole first of all through your skull with just a regular drill bit, like you know what you would use just yeah, to make holes like in your actual, wall. Yeah, yeah, just a drill. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, they would just grab like a, a drill. power tool. Yeah, a power tool basically. So they would use that, drill a hole straight through your through your skull. From one end to the other might have you first. Wait, what? From one end all the way through. I the thought end. it was just like, oh, here's uh-huh. a half inch hole that you're gonna have in the skull. So it was from one end, so you could literally yeah. see through it. Uh-huh. Well, see? I mean, not I'm not I, I guess because freaking blood and brain matter and all that stuff like that you can see through there, but they would make a hole from one end to the other, grab this kind of like I, well, it's almost like a, the, the ice pick lobotomy tool and just kind of swirl it around from one end to the other and then go to the other side and do the exact same thing. Like, what What was the like? What was the science? I mean, obviously, I talked about it, how yeah. someone did that to a fucking shit-throwing uh-huh. monkey and they, they're like, oh, you know, it works on them. Uh-huh. It, it should work on us. But I wonder if that was, like, legit. Like, I mean, but what kind of studies were they able to do, you know, in the 1800s? Basically, but like I said, it was still like before like modern medicine came to be, and so that was their solution to all this stuff. So that was aspirin in the 1800s, basically. Basically, what what was Tylenol? <laughs> 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 we we got you with a drill bit over here. But one of the notable <laughs> cases, what what I like about this particular place is because it is so recent. There was a lot of video footage really? that I found of of just like. Here's some real life footage of the institution and how it is right now. Oh, for real? Yeah, it was right. it was crazy. All right, so r- right now uh, I'm just gonna send us you know the link later, but yeah. for you guys listening to so wh- whoever's listening, you can find all these videos on our Instagram, on our Facebook, and on our Twitter, and you can find us all at the Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we're just the Weird and Eerie, but on Facebook and on Instagram, we're the Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. I'm gonna have a link in the show notes, but. All these videos, pictures, everything we're talking about, uh-huh. we're going to be posting them up on those sites. Yeah. And so, in this video that I saw, it was from 1992. Yay, from when I was born. Uh, a news journalist, Tom <laughs> Jerry. Fucking Homer. Yay. Yay. Um, a news journalist from the time, Tom Jerry, conducted a news report on lobotomies conducted in uh, the Pilgrim Psychiatric Center. And he actually had the opportunity to record an interview with three of the patients who have undergone a lobotomy. Procedure. Wait, so this is an interview with people that were lobotomized? Yep. Is that a word? Lobotomized? Yep. If it's not, I, uh, I'm using it. Anyway, they were lobotomized. These guys were lobotomized. <laughs> they were lobotomies? Yeah. Lobotomy. All right. There you, you go. got lobotomized. But it's video. But a video of these guys. Like, you would think that most of these people would be dead. Or, like, at least not functioning at all. But... They were speaking clearly. Sp- I mean, I'll get it. I'll get into it. But, um, I mean, like when I when I was looking at these videos, like not they all had different symptoms or like different after effects because of the lobotomy. So I'll, I'll get. Tell, tell me, you didn't laugh. As fucked up as that means. Did it make you laugh a little bit? I mean, it, I was more like freaking amazed. Like, fuck, you guys made it through. Shit. 
and you're still kind of trying to function in, in real life. One of them mentally is a little bit more functional, but like he was still kind of out of it. They had like a speech impediment that like prevented them from p- properly speaking. So oh, they knew exactly what they wanted to say, but their body wouldn't let them say it. And this was, and when was the video? Like with the, I know the video. I know it's in 1992. Yeah, yeah. Was the video recorded in 1992? Yeah. So really? this was like what? How old are you? 25. Um, this is this is 20, 24 years ago. Yeah, yep, this is recent. I was very recent. Three years old. Power Rangers had just came out, and people <laughs> were being lobotomized. I mean, well, here's the thing: they weren't lobotomized. At, in 1992, because this procedure was happening before, oh, but they interviewed them after it. Oh, bro, you can't, you can't honey dick us like this. <laughs> you swear, but hey, these guys nah, are that's so true, Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. That is crazy. Wait, so, uh, all right, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it. Did he go into a, a facility to interview them, or were they just living at home? No, well, I think it was still at the facility, at the psychi- at the Pilgrim Psychiatric Oh, so these people were lobotomies yeah. still at the psychiatric yeah, center, and he the, went in. Oh, okay. Because the people that are now currently working there, they're, like, restudying these people. Because, I mean, once they're dead, then who the hell are you going to interview about this? Because yeah, then you, you, they start finding out, okay, so then what exactly happened after they got lobotomized? Like, was it real? Obviously, it's not real science because, I mean, people were still experimenting with all these procedures. But, like... All right, well, so now that th- this person got lobotomized, what is the after effect? From these three people yep. that, that, that <laughs> I, I saw, one of them was by far the, the creepiest interview I've ever seen. Only because it, it was an older gentleman, an older white gentleman. And he, while he was getting interviewed, the first thing that the, the, that the, the journalist said was, you know what? I can still see your scars. Like, you sh- can you show me your scars? And he, like, it, it, this guy looked like Frankenstein. With with the two bolts on the sides, because no. I mean, like it was really visible. Yeah. And so while he was getting interviewed, he was pale, he was monotone, his facial features did not move. The only thing that literally moved was his mouth. It was almost like watching a robotic mannequin talk. What? Yeah. It was it was crazy. And he was while he was talking, he's just like, yes, and they did the procedure and. No, I feel fine. Yeah, like, yeah, basically, I was just like, I mean, it, I mean, that just goes to show you how delicate, you know, the human brain is. Yeah. I mean, these guys did get a hole, a drill, and a hole drilled into their head, and then just fucking turned the brain into wonton soup. But I mean, fuck, yeah, that was that was, and and in that interview or whatever, did it say what those people went into? What 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 were their conditions or? The thing, or why they got the lobotomy? Um, like, not, oh. all, not all of them. One of them uh, just said that they they were, they had like really crazy mood swings and were schizophrenic. But the other ones, not so much. They're just like, oh, here's another patient. Oh, and here's the last patient. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. But I mean, yeah. The, I, w- I was just like, man, all these other videos that I've seen in th- this one kind of, I guess, scared me a little bit. Because I'm just like, <laughs> damn, dude, how are you even functioning in life? But I mean, that was the procedures back in the day. And so moving forward in, into the, the psychiatric center, like I said before, it still is still open. running, it's still running. This place is still running, but it's only about a third of the facility is still functioning because the rest of it has either been sold. Like, for example, the farming section of the facility was sold off and it turned into the Sofa County Community College. In 1974. And I looked it up. That community college is still running, too. 
the asylum that I'm talking about, Athens, it's, it was bought by Ohio University. The asylum is like literally used. It's mm. part of the college. Really? Yeah. Really? And like, there's a, sp- and there's like a specific case that uh-huh. happened. Oh, I'll talk about it later yeah. on. I mean, have you guys ever seen that that one movie? Accepted? No. No. It was a. Uh, it's with freaking. I forget his name. I forget his freaking name. But anyways, the he he like in the movie he uh he got denied from the, the university that all his parents wanted to go to. And so this fool somehow was able to buy an old mental institution and turn it into a, a college. And that was like the first thing that got into my mind when I when I read this. I was like, "What the hell?" It reminds me of the movie from Accepted. I mean, maybe they got it from you yes, know, basically, because it's like it's a comedy. But anyways, wait, the movie was a comedy. It's a comedy. It sounds like a horror what? story. Oh, son of a! It sounded like a horror story. Like no. this dude, like he was so heartbroken. He's like, "I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to enter my favorite school. Then fuck everybody. I'll make a school and kill everybody." It's a comedy. Yep. Actually, pretty funny too. Oh, was it? Yeah. So you've seen it? Accepted? Yeah. Yeah. Was it an old movie? Uh, It's like what early twenties? I mean, early twenties, early two (laughs) thousands. Early (laughs) twenties. God damn! What the fuck? Not early two thousands. All right, is when that movie was in. The early twenties. Holy shit! Yeah, but then like the 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 reason why a a third of it is still functioning is because like most of the other other um, sites within the psychiatric center were demolished. So that's why, like, if, when I was trying to look up, like, people going in, because, like, I mean, you're always going to see videos of people yeah. going to these abandoned buildings abandoned. and stuff. Yeah. Like, there aren't that many pre, like, 2012, because 2012 is when they started demolishing a lot of these, I mean, parts of the of the facility. And so, last but not least, when I was in the interview, um, when I was watching the interview, they also interviewed one of the people who were... um. The nurses for the lobotomy procedure. Uh-huh. And so, direct quote, um, say, from the same, um, newsreel from Tom Jurel, conducted an interview with, uh, uh, lobotomy surgery, surgery operating nurse. Her name was Helen Summaries. And this was her response. I was about 19 years old at the time. I was a student nurse, but I dreaded when I knew that I had to come up here. The patients would be lined up in the hall. The prep had all, it was already done. Their heads were shaven and ready for the lobotomies. A lobotomy procedure would last about 45 minutes. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, is it from like beginning of prep to the end or is it like from the second, like the drill mat skin? I mean, once the, cause these guys would be already prepped. So now that they're just lined up ready for the lobotomy. And so like once they, once they bring them into the room, 45 minutes from there. How long does it take just to swivel someone's head? Swivel it. I mean, they probably had a freaking boo-boo-ass drill bit or something. That's true. Because they got people lined up. After, like, drilling skull, you think that, that thing isn't going to get Yeah, that's there? true. But anyways, um, the drill itself would be a hand drill, like I said, and the surgeon would drill, and we would be handed the instrument. Then he would use a probe, and they would go in through the hole, then through the skull. And that was the laboratory procedure. And that took 45 minutes. That I could do that in five. Minutes. Five minutes. Aji, come here. <laughs> come here. Come here. We're going to give all the ass over here real God quick. Damn, we're all part of the criteria. So then after I'm done, I'll, I'll try to do it back on you. That's <laughs> 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 how this works, buddy. But yeah. I mean, and, and that was the, the Pilgrim Psychiatric Center. Damn, that's nuts. Yeah. 45 minutes. 45 Imagine. Minutes. Ima- all right. So 
technically, so I mean, technically, if you're in line, you're still good. You haven't been lobotomized, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're not a lobotomy yet. Yeah. Imagine the nerves. I mean, I'm pretty sure they've been they're, they're drugs, so they don't know what's going on. But I'm pretty sure there must have been one dude who's like the sixth in line, and he knows it's gonna happen. So he has to wait what six people, like three, so, what like almost four and out, four four out, five hours before he, it's his turn. Uh-huh. He's just waiting. Imagine just waiting in line, waiting forty five minutes for someone. One person goes up, he comes out looking like a zombie, and then you're like, oh, okay, what was going on? And then the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You think by the time you, you're you're up next, you're like, hold up, this don't look right. Mm-hmm. It, I bet there's bound to be like patients who are like wrongfully accused well, or wrongfully put in. Well, I mean, you just heard you heard the list. You mm-hmm. if, if you masturbated or you were fell off a horse, mm-hmm. if you were shot with a gun or if you fought fire, more than more often, you know, more than likely, you were in these mental facilities. Uh-huh. Whether or not you got a lobotomy, that's a whole different story. But I mean, if you weren't crazy before you got there, you definitely got crazy. After oh, I'm it. pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you went in fine and you came out, you did not come out the same way you came in. Uh oh. Uh oh. But you're cured, right? Oh, uh oh. Well, I mean, well, define cure. <laughs> My brother got up like he was getting ready to fucking start a race and shit. He was getting ready to take off. <laughs> but we're going to leave his for last. The one I want to talk about is uh, the Athens Lunatic Asylum, which is called The Ridges. Formerly called the Athens Lunatic Asylum, it was a mental hospital operated in Athens, Ohio, from 1874 until 1993. So this is still one of those kind of recent ones. Mm. During its operation, the hospital provided services to a variety of patients, including Civil War veterans, children, and violent criminals suffering from various mental disabilities. Today, the Ridges are part of Ohio University and house the Kennedy Museum of Art, an auditorium, and many offices, classrooms, and storage facilities. The former hospital is perhaps best known as the site of the infamous lobotomy procedure, as well as, you know, various supposed paranormal sightings. After the hospital's original structure closed, the state of Ohio acquired the property and renamed the complex and its surrounding grounds, the Ridges. According to the Guide of Repository Holdings, the term the Ridges was literally just derived from a nickname contest in, in 1984. So they were like, oh, we need a nickname for it. Oh, call it the Ridges. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like a little history about it. About Athens, it began op- it began operation on January 9, 1874, and within two years of its opening, the hospital was renamed. This hospital went through more names. Holy shit! So the hospital it was originally at Athens Lunatic Asylum, then it was renamed the Athens Hospital for the Insane. Later, the hospital would be called the Athens Asylum for the Insane, then the Athens State Hospital, then the Southeastern Ohio Mental Health Center, then the Athens Mental Health Center. Then the Athens Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center, then Athens Mental Health and Development Center, and then again the Athens Mental Health Center. This, 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 this full circle. This, yeah, this thing went. This one went through more names than fucking run our test. So the facility it also included divisions such as a dairy barn, a Beacon School, a receiving hospital, its center hospital, and a tuberculosis and a tuberculosis ward. The original hospital, it was in operation from 1874 
1993. Although it wasn't, it wasn't a self-sustaining facility mm-hmm. for many years. The hospital did have its own livestock, its farm fields, gardens, and an orchard, greenhouses. You know, it's a dairy farm, a physical, a physical plant to generate steam heat, and it even had a carriage shop. You know, in the early days. You know, a, a trend that I have noticed with all these mental institutions is that they all have a farm. Well, I mean, I'm pretty. Sh- <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes. All right. So the architect for the original building <laughs> was Levi T. Schofield of Cleveland. Construction of the facility began on November 5th, 1868, and the hospital opened on January 9th, 1874. So it took six years from planning to it finally opened. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on the Kirkbride plan, which was a plan, uh, it, was, it was basically a system of mental asylums advocated by a psychiatrist. So this psychiatrist, he put a plan, set out, all right, if we're going to open asylums, this is how they're going to look and this is how they should be. And this is, this, Athens was one of those, um, asylums. Mm. And, uh, the main building, it was to include an administration building and two wings that included three sections. So the guys were housed in the left and the females were housed in the right. And they had their own specific dining halls. And it was, and it was originally made to house 572. And at its peak, it housed more than 1800 patients. Ooh. So it housed four times more than it was originally built for, which is a common theme for a lot of these fucking places. You know, and um, for many years, the hospital was Athens, Ohio's largest employer. A large percentage of the work it took to maintain the facility, it was carried out by the patients. Doctors and physicians believed this was not therapeutic for patients, but it was free. Mm. It was just free labor. So by the end of the 1950s, however, the treatments that had been used for years altered to drugs and made it difficult for patients to execute their jobs. So as science grew, they started going away from these procedures and started giving them drugs. And it's the 50s, too. So there was a lot of experimentation with LSD and, like, all these things. So mm. obviously, if you're going to be high, you're going to be stuck. You're not going to be able to, you know, mow the lawn or clean the trap, you know, or do all these things. Mm. So the hospital, it, you know, it was eventually decommissioned and in land swap between the Department of Mental Health and Ohio University, the hospital's property was deeded to Ohio University. Appalachian Behavioral Healthcare, Athens Campus, still serves as a psychiatric, psychi- psychiatric hospital. I can't speak for shit today. Psychiatric hospital in Athens with the original Athens Lunatic Asylum situated on a hill south of the Hawking River. The history of the hospital, it documents some of the now discredited theories and the causes of mental illnesses. So this hospital went through all the Mental procedures that I talked about at the beginning of the episode. This hospital went from A to Z. Uh, where the fuck was I? Uh, the High University Archives collection contains records unfolding information regarding employees' background training. Some were fully trained, some were, but most were not trained at all. They were just overpopulated, just like, hey, we're, we're hiring, we're paying 35 cents an hour, shoot through. Then you just went. Did, did you ever get a number of like how many workers or, or physicians were there? Nah, I mean, cause there were, it was one of these places where it was, cause at this point it was a school, so it was just people coming in and out, in and out, oh, in and out, okay. student. So it was like students working, like random people working, but it was the city's like largest employer. But I don't know, like I, I, I should have looked, I should have been more in detail when it came to how many people they, they hired, but I'm assuming it wasn't enough. I mean, obviously, what what was their max again? Uh, five hundred and seventy-two was supposed to be their max. That's what it was built for, and it housed more than eighteen hundred. God damn. Yeah, 
and uh it wasn't this asylum but there was an, uh, another asylum that i should have you know that's that was kind of cool too it was overpopulated mm-hmm. and that asylum i forgot the name of it they literally put patients in cages there, there was room full of cages that was penhurst oh was it is that the one where there was 32 there was uh was somewhere uh it was close to the public it was not open to the public and it was uh a nurse went in with a camera and she took pictures of it yeah. just she took 32 pictures of the asylum there's pictures of it and i'll post those on on twitter and on instagram and on facebook of the, the mental patients just covered in shit sitting in the corner just they're just completely deteriorated they actually had like a, a newscast come in and like those pictures made it, it that story was the front cover page for Time Magazine when that came out. Oh uh-huh. shit! It was it was a fucking big deal. Uh-huh. You know, so eventually the hospital closed in 1993. However, the institution of the state hospital continued to function in Athens, with patients and staff relocating to newly constructed facilities. Which, at the time of the transition, 1993, it was just called the Southeast Psychiatric Hospital. The psychiatric hospital in Athens is now named Appalachian Behavioral Healthcare. One of the reasons why I chose this. Uh, this psychiatric center was because not only did it was overpacked, but when there's so many people packed at one point, there has to be a, a lot of deaths. Mm. And this insane asylum had its own graveyard, it had its own cemetery, mm. and um, there were so many people dying. That a lot of them didn't have on their headstones; they didn't have their names; they just had their number. Mm-hmm. So you go to a graveyard and it just says number one. It was patient one, patient two, what? patient mm-hmm. three, patient uh-huh. four. Patient five. Uh-huh. It's just because they didn't have time, and there was just so many people dying. Because uh, like the lack of staffing, of course. Yeah. So uh, this graveyard is massive. They, they still don't know who, who whose graveyard they belong to because when they got when they moved, a lot of paperwork just went with it. Uh-huh. So there's just there's just a graveyard, and it's still there. Like it's just you can go and see tombstone where it just says patient one, patient no. two, uh-huh. patient three. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I mean, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's off limits because it's still campus. But I'm pretty. Uh, no, nah, maybe it's not off limits. Maybe it's one of those things where like, yeah, just don't. So fuck with it. Yeah, just don't fuck with it. But yeah, it's basically what it says. Just patient one, patient two, and patient three. But one of the craziest things was its most notable case, which is uh, a patient named Margaret Schilling. On the top floor of the hospital remains the vestige of said Margaret Schilling, a former patient who was found dead in a room and is now the most notorious ghost said to haunt the asylum. There is a large stain in the shape of a human body in the room where she was found in 1979. There are many different myths surrounding her story. Some believe she was a deaf mute who who found herself locked in the upstairs wing after getting separated from the staff. Supposedly, she could not call out for help, and instead she died slowly in the room, alone. However, in reality, she was just simply a woman with some mental disability who managed to get lost, lock herself in an empty ward, and was just unable to escape. Mm. The date of her disappearance, though, was December 2nd, 1978, and she was not found until over a month later, on January 12th, 1979. When she was found, she was dead on the floor where the stain was, and still is. What? And the death was possibly as a result of heart failure due to the exposure to extreme cold and an unheated part of the ward. She was also naked. She had removed all of her clothing, folded it neatly, and left it on the concrete floor beside her. When they removed her decomposing body, they discovered that she had left a permanent stain on the concrete. It is believed the stain was caused by her body decaying, combined with the sunlight hitting her body in the process. Although there have been many, and I mean many, attempts at cleaning and removing the stain, 
has still remained and not able to do it. And I'm going to post that picture up on our Instagram, Facebook, and it's just a white stain. After that, people began to see the ghostly images of a woman staring down at them from the windows that belonged to the room she was found in. The stain is still there today and has been verified as caused by human decomposition by a team of forensic scientists who tested the stain. The ridges and the stain of Margaret Schilling have drawn thousands of visitors over the years, all in an attempt to see the stain and perhaps catch a glimpse of a ghost. So this day, that stain is still there. I, so, sh- I should have saved it so on my phone so I could show it to you guys, but it's just a white, it's just a white stain. And it has like the shape of a body. It's not like an outline of a crime scene. It's not that yeah, defined, yeah, yeah. but it's literally just a white stain on concrete. That's uh-huh. just a body just fucking melted. So that, here's the thing is that stain is on the, the college campus. Yeah. That, that, oh, that college. Yeah. That part is on the, uh, is on the top floor. It was like a storage room. Oh, okay. So it's not a classroom, but so you can like still go in. off or it's still. No, I mean, it's one of the, I'm pretty sure the boat, the buildings they commissioned, but it's, uh, it's a, uh, like a sightseeing, the touristy thing. Oh. Uh, you want to okay. go, yeah, just go up a room, you know, oh, see the ghost of Mary Schilling. Woo. Yeah. And you go, but it's like legit. It's like there. So, uh-huh. you know, all these pictures, all these videos, again, we're going to post it on our Instagram, on our Facebook and on our, um, Twitter. So you could find all the links on our, um, show notes. Yeah. So that's the, Athens Lunatic Asylum. Okay, so um, unlike you guys, I didn't have a choice. I was given this asylum. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah, well, it's, welcome to Trump's America, Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, it's pretty cool because um, this asylum is known as a Downey Insane Asylum, and it's usually just known as that by us locals. Mm-hmm. But it was formerly known as the Los Angeles Poor Farm. It was poor, established at poor? Poor, poor Farm. I repeat. Poor farm, what? as right? opposed to a rich farm. Yeah, and here's why. We in the hood, that's why. That's true. <laughs> and Nimwood was all farm back in the day. Oh, that's true. Uh, but go on. Yeah, so it was established in the year 1888. Okay, and like I said, it was known as the Los Angeles Port Farm. Okay, um, this medical center housed and aided poor people, the elderly, not just mentally ill. But also uh, handicapped as well. Uh-huh. And from certain time to times, if you were drunk and you were local, you could just show up and sober up there and then. Oh, that must have been convenient yeah. as shit. And now yeah, they provided at, like labor and 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 work as well, just for free as well. Dude. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, party over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the crazy part is that 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 location. At one point, had their own zoo as well. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, which I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So, if you guys don't know where the city Downey is, it's located uh, southeast in the Los Angeles County. And mm. people were like, "Where the fuck is that? I don't know where the southeast of Los Angeles County is." It's a nearby city of Compton, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows where Compton is. So, I mean, people people know who Compton. Well, Com- well, Compton is. I don't know if they know where it's but at. I'm yeah, pretty but sure yeah. I've seen, yeah. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Downey is close to, yeah, it's close. To, it's, uh, yeah, it's Compton's neighbor. Yeah, so uh, throughout the years, oh, uh, one cool part about it is in the year 1918, um, this, this medical facility was used as a sanatorium hospital. So if you don't know what sanatorium means, it's where they dealt with, like, serious diseases. And in the 1918, there was one that hit the uh, this side, uh, which was known as the Spanish influenza epidemic, 
so which was known also as Spanish flu. Oh, I've heard of it, but shit. I didn't know it was like it hit this side from us, which killed half a million people here Holy in the U.S. God. and 50 million worldwide. But knowing that Damn, it was right son. here, just like five minutes away from here, was was crazy. Yeah, like for those of you listening, we literally live like ten minutes tops. That's that's what traffic away from this Downey Asylum, mm-hmm. and this Downey this Downey Asylum. To make it even creepier, it's literally neighbors to an all girl Catholic school, and we had friends who went to this Catholic school, and they would tell us like they would haze people the new girls they would haze them just throw them over or do some bullshit or uh-huh. a lot of times a lot of the girls would just invite their boyfriends who went to the all-male school and they'll just go to the asylum and just fuck mm. obviously but go on okay <laughs> <laughs> um then years passed by and in 1932 they actually changed the name from the los angeles poor farm to ranchos los amigos also translated as ranch of the friends uh, hey, is that why there's that? Oh, wait, go on. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the crazy part. This is something that I didn't know. It's separated by campus, by two sides. We have the North Campus, which is currently active till this day as known as a rehab set, the National Rehab Center, Rancho Los Amigos, which is still active uh-huh. there and then. And then we have the abandoned side, which is, which is the South side where we have, uh, the abandoned farm, the trail tracks, uh, well, I'll get to it right now. Wait, hold on. So the one that's still active, that's the one across the street from the yeah, Apollo Park. Park. Apollo yeah, Park, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. And that's North Campus, which is active and still being. And that's where uh, a Chris, uh, a buddy to us, to all of us, and you know, a friend of the show, didn't he intern there for a while? Yeah, he volunteered there for yeah. his uh, yeah, crazy physical. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, one cool story. Well, I don't want to say cool. What a case in uh, 1933 of that same facility uh after the long beach earthquake uh most patients and tenants will complain to the supervisor his name was uh let's see where i can find it roger jesse and there was so many complaints so many people that are in distress and his secretary after hearing these stories and just being like the term they use hysteric she actually committed suicide she jumped off from her office window and felt her death Holy for being shit. such distress and hearing all these stories and yeah it's crazy so that happened in 1933 uh her name if you guys want to check it out uh her name was grace wagner so you could just go type up grace wagner downey suicide and there's actual uh, uh case, articles case files yeah and stuff case like files yeah. yeah okay so this is where the south side was abandoned. South side. yeah so it was in the year 1950s the farm, the dairy, and the mental health wards, uh, they closed. Uh, the 600-acre property was then divided and sold. So that's when, yeah, because this thing, reading up on it, they said that uh, it was it was before it was absorbed by Downey. It was a local town called Hondo. But even then, the farm and this whole facility Acted own it, it had its own church, uh-huh. post office. So it, it, had just, it. yeah, it's it's it was own, like their own. Yeah, yeah, it was a little city. Thing. And this yeah. is just a medical city that acted like its own little city, uh-huh. which is crazy. Um, well, like I said, till today, Rancho Los Amigos still being active. Damn, Rancho. Yeah, Rancho. Hispanics. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and here's another cool story. In 2006, the U.S. Marine Corps used the Southside campus 
as a training military drills and some of the of the troops there they went into where's it at where's it at a pathology building uh-huh. and they opened up a freezer which contained 10 legs couple of feet and brain matter within that freezer what holy the shit fuck? they were saying it was used for medical purpose not right. foul play nah it's like, son like, it's cooler yeah. if there's a vampire chilling and there's actually an article like, in LA so Times my stash Kidding. Keep going. It's interesting, actually. Anything else, bro? Why not just shut up? Yeah, so so this is written uh, in the LA Times. Um, they claim it was just forgotten, uh, I guess, just package uh-huh. <laughs> after being sold and divided. Uh-huh. Wait, so this was forgotten 50 years later? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Damn, so literally no one for, those, for that longest, no one went and started opening things? I mean, we're going to find out a little later about someone who we know that actually did and went completely wrong for him. Uh-huh. But before that, God damn. Imagine, but, imagine just, you know, being a, well, I mean, these guys were like grown killers, the yeah. Marines. So they're, but imagine if they were, if you were just a kid and, just, see all and you happen to, and you just went, just snuck in like, Oh, let's go to the insane asylum. All right, you do it. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, open the fridge. Oh shit. There's legs. Yeah. That, uh, if you guys go to YouTube.com and you guys type in Downey Asylum, there's actually videos of just random kids or well not kids, people just going into it, uh-huh. and there's a lot of crazy shit you see in there. They still have a what's that shit they put on crazy people? The, oh, the uh, restrict um the vest. The, 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 I forgot the name of it. Those uh, white uh, man, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we are not professionals. <laughs> it's but, pretty late. Thank God for Google. Um, straight jackets. There straight you go. jackets. There it is. You, you guys are useless. <laughs> yeah. So they so straight jackets just lying in these abandoned rooms. There's blood from wall to wall. I'm pretty sure some are probably pranks, but again, what? It's, 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 yeah. I mean, that place is. I mean, to this day, like you can still like uh, bums live there. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's a lot of like stuff like that where a lot of bums live there. A lot, I'm pretty sure a lot. There's a lot of needles, a lot of drug use, a lot of junkies go to Downey Asylum and use there. So I'm pretty sure a lot of that blood and stuff. I mean, I'm, there's still some foul play and it's still fucked up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, the majority of the cause of it. And there's a lot of stray cats and dogs and all that shit there. Cause like it looks creepy. Like, we'll post a picture of it. Like, one of us, like, we'll drive by, if any, like, we'll drive by during the weekend at night, and I'll take a picture of it at night. And it's creepy, because there's, it looked like these trees, like, they hover over it, like, they, like, they, like, they hug it. Uh-huh. Like, they're not, like, straight up, like, they bend into it, so it gives it, like, these weird, like, dark, scary-ass, like, aesthetic to it, and then... Yeah. And everything's like gated and it's like in. and it's gated and then it's like kind of separated and this is a Catholic, a Catholic school Catholic literally school in the same lot uh-huh. it's nuts talking about pictures if you guys want to see and read more about the history you could visit kcet.org click under the section history and society it's an article written by Haley Mears and she goes in depth of the whole history behind shout out to Haley known, hey, what, what was known as the Los Angeles poor farm and uh there's another website called obsacity.us and essentially with this website goes and takes pictures and research history of these abandoned facilities mm-hmm. so shout out to that if you guys want to see better pictures and read more about the history of the downing insane asylum 
So I wonder why the South, it was the South Campus, right? Yeah. Why, uh, why did uh, they do close? Know, yeah, do you know why it was sold? Uh, no, they, it really didn't say. Uh-huh. It just said in the 1950s, they closed down uh, the farm, the dairy section, and the mental illness yeah. section. There's not much to it. Maybe I, I it's probably I had something to do with the lease. Probably, but, but uh, that's I'm that's sure what I find just as well. So, super simple, just like hey, we can't afford it. Yeah, I mean, again, it's been open since 1888. Yeah, yeah. So oh, and when did it close? The, that the 50s, right? Yeah, those three sections of farming. That's what's been closed for a good. Plus, it's been closed a good, a good while. Yeah, I and it, and it's crazy because it look for for being closed almost 70 years. It doesn't look like it's that run down. Nah. I mean, the paint is chipped and everything, but over, I mean, the grass is kind of unkept, but for 70, yeah. like, it doesn't look that bad. It looks like it was decommissioned, like, no more than 15 years ago, yeah. if anything. If you guys do visit this website, the KCET, there's actual pictures when it was functioning. Uh-huh. And oh, what? It was beautiful. Yeah. It was a very well-taken-care facility. It looked pretty amazing. Believe but, it or not, though, like, although it is abandoned right now, they actually do use some of the sides of the facility. For like, for example, the, the Downey Rose Float for the the Rose Parade, they do it there. Oh, is that where they build there's, the float and they hide it and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, there's a warehouse over there. And I actually went to go volunteer and help out to do the float. It was creepy as fuck going in through it, though. <laughs> but like, like it was, that's with, when, when I was hanging out with a few of my friends, because we had to like do it for, for uh, community service hours or whatever. They're like, oh yeah, let's go to the Downey Salem. I'm like, for what? Oh, it's for community service. For what? <laughs> <laughs> they all float. <laughs> Basically, it's like, oh, that's where they do the the, the downy rose float. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Again, for what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it was crazy walking through there because then you start passing by, you start seeing all the the names of all these different places. Like the, they had a, their own auditorium over there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's about it for uh, Downey Saint Asylum. One of, one of the reasons why we made why well why I made. My brother talk about that, the Downey Insane Asylum, the abandoned asylums, because we have a, f- there's a friend of a friend. I knew the guy. And, um, this was back in old, early 2000s when, uh, I was in a band and, uh, this guy we knew his name, oh, uh, but I'm not going to say his name. Uh, but I'm not going to say his name, but, uh, we're just going to call him M. Right, just to keep it, just to keep it person, just to keep him out of it. We're gonna call him name. Uh, we're gonna call him M. He used to be the singer for this band, and he used to, and every time we'd play shows, he'd invite us. So we got kind of friendly with him. After a while, he just stopped playing shows, and his band just disappeared. And then a few years later, we stopped playing music and stuff. And we found out the reason why he stopped. He went uh inside this insane inside the Downey Insane Asylum, and uh he's real good friends with my buddy's older sister they're like real close not close friends but they're friends you know they talk to each other amicable sometimes we see them at their parties and stuff and um he said that uh he snuck in and there's footage and i'm gonna play the footage in a little bit but he snuck in and when they snuck in they started hearing started hearing things started seeing things and uh they said that when they walked in uh, they, there's the, when they walk into this building, he didn't, they didn't specify the build, uh, they didn't specify the, the building, but this is, you know, this is a secondhand story. They walked in and they saw people, or they saw someone looking at them through a certain reflection of, uh, of, of a window. I've been told that there's homeless people there, bums, but they said that there was nobody there. You know, like you could hear it, 
and stuff like that. And they walked around. And, uh, you know, that they said that they went in and it looked like someone was looking at them through a window. And they also went to the girl's bathroom and you could hear growling. You hear like a slow, faint growl, but there was no animals or they couldn't see any animals. It could have been a dog. It could have been a cat or something, but they said it didn't sound like an animal. Mm. And then, um, in this video that we're going to play in a little bit, uh, there's gets to a point where they hear a loud noise. They can't describe it. And it's like, it's super loud and it's like right near them. And then it just completely goes away. And, um, and like the craziest part is when they left, he says that, um, this thing followed him. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't want to call it a ghost. He doesn't want to call it a demon, you know, but something followed him and it got inside of him and he felt like he was going crazy because he felt like throughout from that point going on, he felt someone was talking to him. He felt like someone was in his ear talking and he was going crazy and he was going crazy. And my, my friend's older sister, she was real good friends with his wife. Now his wife at the time, his girlfriend. Mm. And she kept, and she didn't know what was wrong with him. And she finally, you know, they, he finally got better and stuff. But he says that, um, it, there was something in him. He says the way he described it, it was like, there was something in me. Someone was talking in my ear. There was there's something, you know, something weird. Mm. And he went on and made a movie. It, he went on and made a movie about it and it's called Stab Awake. I think it's called, um, yeah, it's called Stab Awake. And you can find the trailer on YouTube and we're going to watch it right now. But right now what we're going to do is we're going to watch the video of this encounter. When he went into the, into the, to the, uh, Downey Asylum, the haunted one, he was recording. So whatever happened, we, there's this video and you can find it on YouTube. It's called Haunted Asylum and Downey at Night with Growling. And it's, it's uploaded nine years ago. And it has over 130,000 views. So right now we're going to watch it. And uh, I'm going to upload the audio so you guys can hear us. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, help you guys run through. I'm going to just basically talk while we're watching it. The video is kind of long. It's like nine minutes long. But basically right now it's just them in uh, the, the asylum. And they're just walking through the lot. Ima imagine walking in that late. Just fucking midday, I'll be scared. And these guys are going in at night. Yeah, they're walking at night. So we're now, I mean, it's kind of grainy footage because it is 2000, what? It's old. 2000 old and cameras back then were really shitty. So it's really like grainy. You know, but uh, right now you see them walking through this building. He's looking. They have the Did you see that? Wait, what? Watch. Look at the corner of that TV. I mean, that TV of that door. The right-hand corner, it looks like someone peeks in and out. Right here, when he gets close to the door, look at the right. There's a a window Yeah. on the door. Right here. On the right-hand side? On the right-hand side of the corner. Watch. When he looks at it, watch right here. Oh. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you like, said on the right-hand or left-hand side? Look right at the window side, on the bottom right-hand corner of the window of the door. Through those doors right there. Watch. Double when, doors. When he looks at the right window, there. right here. Oh, okay, okay, I see it. So it looks like someone was looking through that window, and as they got close, it just peeked away. And he's he opened the door with his camera. Oh my god, oh, you guys this are guy brave. Had balls, dude. Fuck no. And oh, right, you know, and right now he's in this auditorium. Well, he's in this really dark room, and it's real dark. Oh. Wait, is he by himself? No. Huh? Nah, he's with people. Okay. I think he's with his girlfriend at the time. I was not oh, you got me there. fucked up. By myself. I'll go there, period. I, I suggested we record this episode at the Downing Asylum. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, 
I mean, even if it's not haunted, just being there, yeah, your imagination just... will create. Oh yeah. Hey, yo, your party turn crazy. So right now he's sitting on the chair to look over, over. It looks like a gate, and now he's walking to the parking lot again, dude. Because you know, like my brother said, you know, like my Josh talked about, this place is big, and right now they're just walking through. Yeah, right now they're walking through the south campus of Bannonside, and they're walking through what looks like what? Uh, the vi uh, 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 you can tell the video was edited and spliced just so they could, so you didn't see a lot of them walking around. So you see like 15, 30 seconds of one building, and you see them walking, and then it cuts to them getting arriving to another building. Wait, was that them talking? Yeah. They're like... They're looking up at a two-story fucking building right now. It's... Looks like an office. Yeah, it looks like it's. Oh, it's only two. Oh my gosh. This guy's brave. Oh, these guys were. God, he has such beautiful hair. He has a long blonde, blonde hair. Let's go, horses, babe. Like Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's him. I remember him from when we used to play shows. I mean, he was in a new metal band. So right now he's... Oh, fuck you. Dude, he's looking. All right, so this is this bottom half of the door that's missing. And he's peeking through it. You can tell they hear noises because as they're walking, they just suddenly turn around. But they're going in anyways. Oh, you hear that, that humming? Yeah. Freezer? Oh, there's still power there. Well, yeah. I mean, there has. Or they're like, "Oh, did you hear something?" And it's hot in here. What the fuck was that? Whoa. Oh. Dude, they're going down they're some going stairs. Down and everything is dark, so the only light they have is light. Oh, they heard like a knock or something. Oh shit, they're cats. Yeah, there's even signs. Wait, you hear that growl? Yeah. Yeah, those are cats. Okay. One fucking. It's not like a cat. No, no, because there's signs all throughout. The building. Uh, the the building said so do not feed cats. And even if you look other YouTube videos of like modern time, oh, this uh, still... people are saying yeah, this place is filled with cats. Even if you go online and read about it, there's a lot of cats uh -huh. in that facility. But still, hearing that in there, like, is that how a cat sounds? Yeah. Well, have you heard a cat fight or fuck before? I heard a cat fuck. That does not sound like a cat. Yeah. I... <laughs> they sound like quick, sharp growls. Yeah, yeah, so right now they're still in the boiler room, but they're stuck. It's like they're, I mean, obviously, I don't blame them being kind of scared of just hearing, because they're in pitch black. Uh -huh. They can't see more than two feet ahead of them outside of that light. And the light is only coming from a camera, no. a handheld camera in 2000, whatever, four, five. <laughs> oh, now they're trying to walk through this, like, pipeline. This pipeline is like. <laughs> little crevice in the wall and the guy holding the camera is like fuck no i'm with you guy he's like nope nope he's like nope nope he's walking back he's like fuck this someone's charging something 
he, he said, look, someone's shitty charger, and he picked up something on the floor. So that someone was there. He hears something because he's walking around going, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah. And now the other guy came out of that boiler room, and now they're just standing in this, like, hallway. I like how the cameraman's freaking out a whole lot more than this other guy that's just kind of you know, casually walking around. Hey, it's another room. Let's go in there. Because M's a badass. He was a singer for a metal band. He's wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. Yeah, <laughs> he must be a badass, bro. Oh, now he's in, like, in a locker room. There's all these black lockers. And they're all open, too. Man, just start slamming closed. Oh, Fuck that. Clink, 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 clink. Have you guys heard of the game Outlast? Or played the game Outlast? I heard of the game. I haven't played it. This reminds me of such of it. Oh, yeah. he has like, a camera. Those lockers do not look old at all. No, they look, they look fresh, son. Huh? Alright, he closed the door. <laughs> he went back and made sure he closed the door so they go. Oh my god, these guys are just going through hall dark hallways. <laughs> he's like, I'll stay outside. Now this guy, uh, M, he's peeking through a, a, a door. So that's like what a gym locker room? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like yeah. I mean, it looks like where they were changed the dressing room. Did he notice? Now they're just going to the locker room, just looking in between. Yeah. And it's, it's it's weird how all the lockers are still what open. What is that? Oh, there's like papers in some of them. Soda, soda cans. Oh yeah, grape soda, that purple stuff. Alright, so now they're now they're out of that building and now they're outside. But you hear this loud hum like this is electricity. But there has to be though, right? If they use it for the floats, there has to be some running electricity. Yeah. But I mean Still that's creepy though. Yeah, because it's abandoned. Yeah, so now they're just walking through. Well, I mean not walking through, but walking outside. Yeah. Just messing with doors, see which one opens and they're gonna go inside. Casually, not even caring if there's people come like in there. Dude, and I hate every time they go into a room, the cameraman turns back around, like, dude. And he turns around, and then, <sighs> fuck. He turns he around. Just left. He, oh, he's there. He turned. No, the cameraman turned around, and we turned around. The doors closing very slowly. Oh, there's a nudie mag on the floor. Is that another locker room? It's another locker room. Because oh. remember, they went out. They were outside for a little yeah. while. Yes. Yeah. So right now, they're still just scavenging through this locker room. Just going around, kicking stuff over. Just trying to see what they find. Oh, this dude's looking. Oh, no. Oh, those aren't windows. Those are just mirrors. <laughs> he's, he's walking around and, he, and the cameraman kicks something and he scared himself. And so right now they're just going around these empty hallways just trying to see which door opens. Oh. And they just go through. Dude, imagine they get lost. That's like completely pitch black. Oh, okay. Are they outside, outside again? I think it's yeah. outside. Yeah. They're outside. You can't even see them. It's all grainy. But not Oh, he just kicked the four loco. Damn, four locos. It sounded like fighting cats, but 
after a few seconds, I knew it wasn't cats. Yeah. And, it, and if anything, it sounded like... You don't remember him while at all? That, it didn't. And then I, said, I fucking no. heard metal fucking twisting. Wait. We yeah, saw him at the hall. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. He was there. So he doesn't have he doesn't have long hair anymore. He has a yeah. short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's M. This is where we escape. Go. Was he okay then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> what? Right, so I guess now they're leaving. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you can find the video of them walking around the asylum. You hear? I mean. That the first thirty seconds, it looked like someone was. I mean, it could have been the reflection, yeah. but it did look like someone was looking through them to that corner and then just leaned back. But more than likely, it was a reflection. But I'm gonna just say, for the sake of a good story, it was someone. Oh, it could them. be someone because I mean, they did find a charger that was like still charging there. Yeah, you know. So for those of you guys looking, the, the video is called "Haunted Asylum and Downey at Night with Growling." It has over 130 thousand views, and right now we're gonna watch. So, uh, M, after his experience. He decided to make a movie, and he made a movie, and it's called Stab Awake, and right, and there's a trailer for it. There's a teaser and a trailer. Right now, we're going to watch the teaser, which is a minute and 12 seconds long. It's funny how the teaser is longer than the trailer. <laughs> yeah, so I remember, too, like when I, like when, when, when I was like in my early 20s, I remember him. I'm talking about how he's making a movie. Alright, alright, so right now the camera's just looking at this ravine. And it looks like someone keeps falling onto a stone. Uh, Images of someone hitting some stones. And someone being dragged. Oh, they're being hung. Oh! Someone's getting kicked. It looked like someone got stabbed in the head over there. Yep. I'm, no, someone's getting lobotomized. Hey. We got a lobotomy. Yeah, so right now it's just a quick footage of them just looking into this ravine and just quick cuts coming in and out of people getting stabbed or getting dragged. And then it just cuts to like this. Oh, so it looks like it's a found footage kind of movie. Yeah. It's called Stab Awake. movie's called stab awake if you guys want to watch it you guys could go on and watch it you could visit well it said uh, there's, there's a link at the end of the video where you guys could watch the movie it's a real low budget horror movie as okay. you guys could tell from the but you know it's based on a true story and it's based on his story uh-huh. and all of this is because of that goddamn downy asylum that something followed him out of there all the growling and stuff yeah so th- so th- did you guys think it was uh, are you guys going to found more gruesome things? Wait, what do you mean? Gruesome things in terms of you're going to find horrible things with with the insane asylums? I mean, it kind of just opened my eyes as, as to like what it really was. And like, especially here in the U.S., it wasn't so much of an insane asylum. It was very low maintained n- negligence, neglect, yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm pretty sure most of the horrible ones, when people think of a Santa Island, they're thinking of some horror movie shit. Mm. I'm pretty sure those happen more in Europe because Europe's been a long, around long, way longer than the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was this one uh, insane asylum in Kansas, in Topeka, Kansas, where, oh. where there was, like, they were neglected so bad that when, when, so, uh, there was a case of someone who was tied to a chair so long that his skin was growing around. His shackles. Yeah. Oh, 
shit. It was just some pretty, yeah. So like, there's uh, a lot of negligence and stuff like that. And by the way, in that same uh, facility, they uh, practice castration. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like the main thing. It was castration. Uh-huh. And and uh, there was three reasons. That that was one of the hospitals I was I was gonna talk about is uh the Topeka State Hospital and they you know they talked about castrations, and um, uh there was three reasons, three main reasons why the those castrations but mostly sterilizations too. Mm-hmm. There was three reasons. There was a eugenic sterilization, which they would give to you in case you were like deformed or you had like a peach impediment or something. They don't want you breeding, mm-hmm. so they sterilize you. There was a therapeutic one, which is, uh, for like used as a cure for a sexual trait. So if you were, if you were one of those unlucky people that were caught jack- masturbating and sent to a salon, they'll just sterilize you. And then lastly, one, one that was like legit used the reason for the reason, for the biggest reason of it's just as a punishment. They would just sterilize people just to punish you. So there's a lot of neglect, like in terms of that. Like in terms of like procedures and you know, but as far like I was I was thinking I was gonna go in talk thinking about there's gonna be some Joseph Mangala type of doctors who were like splicing people uh-huh. in half and uh-huh. switching, but no, nah, that's more I mean maybe in Europe, maybe when we get more in depth into some of the older ones, cause I'm pretty sure if you if there's an asylum asylum in the thirteen hundreds, you're gonna find some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going to Looney Bin. Oh, dude, we all would have been fucked. Mm. You would have been lobotomized. You would have been lobotomized. I would have escaped prison break style. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. I know there's you, a. You, you there's a, you see that? You would have escaped mentally, bro. Like shit. I would have made it. I'm out of here. I would have made it. Everyone else is just looking at you like, nah, bro, nah, you nah, 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 nah. I would have. I would have made this it. This guy is out of his survived. own mind. I would have survived. <laughs> Talking about prison break. Um. The Downey Asylum, the whole Rancho Sami, they actually held inmates there too. God, what, a, what, a good amount what, of, 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 of inmates were placed there too. What did this fucking place do, man? They did everything. Yeah, it, this place is actually known. Kinda, it was a big deal, huh? Yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, there's a police station right smack next to it. There's a yeah. pet, uh, a pet net store. What the fuck? Oh, where you go adopt pets, um, an adoption center? Oh, yeah. Those are literally right on that right southern edge or. On, the, on that same lot, mm-hmm. it's crazy. There's like houses across, like houses across the street from it, because that's the crazy part. It's in a residential area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how half of it is in like an industrial area, closer to the chain tracks, but on the other side of it, where the school is, it's all residential. Mm-hmm. So you could there's houses literally across the street from that place. Imagine the kind of fucked up shit they hear. I'm pretty sure some of those people are haunted, especially there's Mexicans living there. For sure, there's for sure there's ghosts there. Yeah, and inside. That place, they have a, like actual like mansion for the superintendent. It's Where? like a, like inside that campus, and there's an actual house that was made just for superintendent there. And it, again, if you visit these websites that I stated you before, see of it? you see pictures, and it's a legit like like two story house there, just posted in the center of the whole campus yeah i'm pretty and, sure you had to live with yeah. those quarters back then yeah it's 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 crazy he's still living there now <laughs> of course not maybe who's maybe who's charged with like, m found y'all y'all fuckers don't let me sleep y'all trying to sneak <laughs> into this fucking place all right well if, you, if no one has anything to add this is it for episode this is episode two three this is episode three 
Oh, episode two. The first episode doesn't count. That's episode zero. The quiz one. The one you still need to pay your dues for. With the milk challenge. Watch out, dude. Thank you guys for joining us. Again, add us on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter. And uh, Mo hate to you. Do, do any of you guys guys have Twitter? No, huh? No. All right. No, Hopefully, I'm gonna try to convince these guys to jump on Twitter because Twitter's the shit. But again, nice. thank you guys joining. Thank you for joining us. You guys were on. I obviously, if you guys listen to this, where you guys either on SoundCloud or on iTunes. In case you guys don't know, look us up on iTunes. Rate and review us. We are a brand new podcast on SoundCloud. Same thing. Rate and review, or just like us and tell your friends. Post it. But more importantly, thank you guys for listening and uh, join us next week. As well, we still don't have a talk- topic, but join us next week and hopefully. Renee finally sits down with us, but we have another. Uh, we're gonna give a, a, a quick shout out to Renee. So on the count of three, we're gonna give him the same message. So one, two, three. Yeah. Boo! Boo!